0: This is the In The Black Podcast. In The Black Podcast. <laughs> big old man, Reggie, big up. Yeah. Duck up and make a Make it sizzle on them just a little. Don't in give them too much. Yeah, we in the black and it's all good. Oh. Mr. Hustle Hard, Orange Crush. This for all hoods.
1: For- I'm going to put it this way. I'm, I'm glad I'm not dating anymore. I'm glad that I've been married and happily married for quite some time. I had a friend of mine, he broke down some He had an experience recently. Um, apparently, he and his friends went to the club, and uh, one of his homeboys uh, was on the prowl, and you know what I'm talking about, on the prowl. <laughs> but what he ended up doing is that, uh, you know, you know, if you're on, if you're going out and you're trying to prepare yourself to uh, acquire something at the end of the night, smash brother's You You're supposed to. That's how you refer to women. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm just. The Smash Brothers mission. <laughs> you the hell up. Smash Brothers. I don't know what y'all talking about. I I can see keep that same energy. <laughs> <laughs> that same energy. So this, kid, this kid's a villain. But, 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 you, but your man, he didn't he didn't uh he didn't take proper care of himself. What? Apparently he ate something he shouldn't have eaten, right? Oh. So, so your man is he, oh. he's he's good all night, he's got the drinks, he's talking to these girls. <laughs> I and mean, his man is talking to these girls. And then they go back to the girl's house or whatever, and your boys getting the BGs is just bubbling all over the place, right? Oh man! <laughs> so after his, he starts getting the BGs, but he's he, you know he's he's holding it strong. You know, trying to try to keep it together. So he asked one of the girls to say, "Where's your bathroom?" At? Oh man! He's like, yeah, you go ahead and use the bathroom. Do you have a shower too? <laughs> oh man! Did he oh, call man. a priest? Dog, your <laughs> man went to the bathroom and he banged that thing oh, out. On. He banged it out so bad that it, it came wafting into the living area. Oh, and no. When, man. So when he finally. He so, laid an offering before the porcelain throne. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. This is what got me when my man was telling the story. He said they knew he was in there banging out because they could smell it right. And he's trying to make excuses for his homeboy. boy, but when he finally comes out the bathroom, the girls are like, "Yeah, we've got an early start in the morning." Oh, you guys, you know. oh man! <laughs> so the whole time it's it's three of them. So the whole time, all three of the dudes they leave, and the two other guys beat him over the head. They're like, "Dog, what the? was <laughs> wrong with you?" Oh
0: man! How you spoiling
1: for everybody because you got the because you I'm can't control your. Big
2: bubble guts, something here.
1: dog I was like, man, sucks to be a single dude. At least I know where I'm at. <laughs> I know where I I'm know, at. The
3: day. It, it wasn't
1: meant for him, man. That was a mess. It, you know what, Rick? You're man. always the optimist. He yeah. might dodge. He, he a yeah. bullet. You know what yeah, what yeah. I mean. well, you're right about that. You're right about that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's yeah. up? What is up? Now, yeah. once again, it is the incredible in the black podcast and in case you weren't aware this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown-ass black men who know that having wet ones on deck is a safety measure uh i am your host big o mr in the black himself but uh let me introduce the rest of the goonies you know i can't do this alone Hustle, say what's up yo what's up bill say what's up What's good, everybody? Yes, indeed. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and all the other major podcast streaming services. Make sure you check us out at In the Black InTheBlackPBCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Or you can check us out at our website, www.InTheBlackPodcast.com. And if you like what you're hearing, we'd like for you to consider contributing to our show by joining us at Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash ITB podcast so we can continue to bring you the content you've come to know and love now this week's letter is a very i know i know i say this every freaking week but a very interesting letter this week comes from jelani jelani writes what's up brothers i had a weird situation happen to me the other day it's kind of a lengthy letter so i'll try and make it quick I had a weird situation happen to me the other day, uh, at a work function. And it put me in a situation that made me have to do some self analyzing. I work for a local city government for a large city, you know, large city in Florida. I work in finance with a team of about six to seven people. I've been working there for about three years now without any wild or outrageous things happening. That was until the beginning of this month, my office and I went out to celebrate a retirement for a colleague and we went to a local restaurant to celebrate. One of my colleagues, a white woman, had a little too much to drink. Oh Lord! We all recognized that she had had too much to drink. So we decided that one of us would take her home um, once the night was over. Wait, please tell me it wasn't him. Listen, little did I know that I, because I lived the closest to her, would be uh, the one volunteer to drive her home. Yeah, Perfect. <laughs> we got in her car to go to head home. Before, mm. uh, before I got in the car, he's a smart dude. Before I got in the car, I hit the record function on my phone so that I can protect my neck. Just like. the Lord, because okay. I know this woman, but I don't really know this woman.
3: He was stupid, but mm. he wasn't dumb. Is what
1: you said, okay. Yeah, pretty well. Hey, listen, July, <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Rick. On the drive home, she starts getting very feely. Oh. she tells me that she thinks I'm a very attractive guy nah. she's a queen uh. of spades she has a tattoo of a crown with a spade in it oh Dude. Oh, I, listen. Oh, and I'm. Oh, I'm, no. listen, my dog. Listen. Oh, no. Listen. <laughs> because, first of all, she called you a spade. Man, just, 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 just listen to what I'm saying. Listen, let me oh, finish the letter. No. And I, <laughs> she has the tattoo of a crown with a spade in it. And I'm just her type of black guy. Uh. I had to double check to make sure my phone was still recording Thank because God. I couldn't believe it. She goes on to tell me that she doesn't date much, but that she's very sexually active and it's almost exclusively black men. The moment I just told her, really? Oh, that's cool. And kept quiet, until, <laughs> kept quiet until I dropped her off. Since that night, she has not dropped her off at home. Since that night, though, after re- seeing her at work, she hasn't said a word to me. Oh, thank God. Thank Our conversation are love. very short with little to no eye contact. Good. I'm single, 35, and have never been with a white woman before. I'm tempted to broach it with her and shoot my shot, but something about it seems wrong. What do you guys think I should do, Jalan? Oh my god. Who you want to start off.
3: Go ahead and do the Harry. Y'all both are probably on the Harry Belafonte tip. <laughs> I think
1: <laughs> What if you do guys right. start? This shouldn't just, just start. Somebody start. Bill, you yeah,
2: go ahead yeah, I mean, things. I mean I mean look, you know, in all honesty, he works with this woman, correct? Right? Yes. So, I mean, this is probably, you know, you know from a practical standpoint, not a really good idea to be yeah. involved with somebody that probably you know done a thing already with other black men in the office you know you don't need to be oh, part yeah. of that train i
1: know? didn't even think about that that's a good point you know what i mean and you know
2: if she's like that i mean that's a that's a certain lifestyle that you know she finds freedom in that you know i mean i, I mean he's single so maybe you know if this wasn't a work situation i would say go for it yeah you. but you know but with the work context involved uh, it's no it's too uh, it's too uh, too much a risk there i mean you know unless she's willing to you know switch jobs <laughs> um,
1: switch jobs. <laughs> Go ahead,
2: look, cause, cause, cause something like that would get crazy real quick. Yeah, it will.
1: Well, now, like I said, I'm very happy that he'd hit that record button because yeah. anything could have happened. He, he he knew what time it was. Yeah, that was smart. That was yeah, cool. smart. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead,
3: Rick. First of all, I'm offended he didn't send us the audio with the letter. Man. <laughs> <laughs> how,
2: how do you know he
1: didn't send the
3: audio? He <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> man. I think he's going I, I'm going to say two things both of them are offensive number one <laughs> hold on
1: hold on all, all points <laughs> and comments expressed are solely the opinion of Rick and does have not have a reflection on the of the book. alright go ahead
3: so this is what O told me to say <laughs> <laughs> number one his name is Jelani uh-huh. which means his mother gave him an African American style name if you will uh, probably his mother and it's a beautiful name, and it's a name where she was celebrating our roots, if you will, uh, our, our roots, depending on where you're from. So that's number one. Uh huh. Number two is this woman uh, has a tattoo of a crown with a spade in it. Number one, the fact that she would call a black man a spade, it's, ve- it's very 1932. And my thing is, I don't think, if I'm going to be honest, that white women ever had a problem having sex with black men. That's not the issue. Mm. Respecting men as a man is the problem. Mm. Allowing someone to have any type of power is the problem. Allowing them to be equal. I don't think objectifying black men has ever been an issue for white white women or or white men. Um, So to me, the fact that she has a tattoo of a spade with a crown that would if it's just somebody who's just like in brothers okay but if you tattoo your body with some weird stuff like that i wonder if like is he going to be served up at the end of the night like it is he going to be part of a devil worshiping you know ritual like <laughs> have bodies of brothers like buried somewhere like that these are all thoughts that will run through my head so i'm just saying you do what you want but i'm gonna let you go ahead and you know i'm gonna hear about your story on snap gonna...
1: <laughs> so, check, so check this out i think it's interesting because Prior to 2012, 2013, I had no idea what a queen of spades was.
3: That's the first time I've ever
1: heard of it.
2: 2012
1: was the first time that I had ever heard of it too. I heard
2: about about that stuff back in college.
1: I had dude. So a queen of spades is a woman that exclusively, like he said, exclusively has sex with black men. Periods, a white woman that excludes. Y'all realize this is offensive as hell, right? Yeah. Dude, did I create it?
3: I didn't make it up. I mean, you might have, I don't know. Like you said, you might have come up with a term in 2012.
1: I mean, you
2: might
1: have, you know, I don't say. This dude's always got it's me, ready to, not always not got not me so. ready to fight him. Always got me ready to queen, fight him. Queen of spades, that's good, queen <laughs> know, so, of spades. But the, the, in, all, in, in all honesty and seriousness, the term has been around for forever, right? And I'll tell you a brief story And I told my wife, because it happened to me, like I said, in 2011, 2012.
3: Wait a minute, was this woman
1: seasoned? She was she was
2: Why is that always? Yeah. You know- no, boy. That reminded him of the old bay.
3: God. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for this logo
1: story.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Phil, I thought you was the homie you gonna be laughing at this oh, old man. bullshit.
0: On, man. Man,
1: shut up. Oh, no problem, Let me man. tell my damn story. So <laughs> One ahead. day my wife and I, we were looking for a new TV, right? So we went to uh, Walmart or Target, one of those spots. And uh, a lady and her sister had stopped me. Cause I was looking at some of the TVs and women woman had stopped me and asked me, how did they, how would she connect her computer to her? <laughs> they were like asking out loud. And I would just happen to be standing there. And then she looked at me or the sister looked at me and said, do you know how to do that? So I explained to them how to properly do that, right? And this woman says, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't see a ring on your finger. Are you, you know, you available? I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm married. Yeah. She's like, oh, really? Because you're my, you, she said, oh, because you're my type. I like, oh, what type is that? And she said, Oh, I love black men. And her sister's like, Yeah, she loves black men. <laughs> Three, <laughs> And the oh white man in the background was like, Yeah, she loves yeah, black
3: men. Yeah,
1: he she said, Tell her show you her tattoo. So the lady pulls down the collar of her shirt and shows me this big ass spade with a Q in it. And I was like, What is that? She said, I'm a queen of spades. I said, What? What, what is that supposed to mean? She said, it means I only deal with black guys. And I was like, hmm, I had never heard of it before, right? But you know we go our separate ways, and uh, and their internet is a gift and a curse. I go home and I Google, and you. that joke leads me down a rabbit hole, and I was like, what? <laughs> you so of course, documentary you <laughs> dog. So of course, <laughs> I was gonna... so big, son, So you know, I tell my wife. I said, "Hey, this is what happened," and I explained <laughs> to her the term that the lady used. said, "Have you ever heard that before?" She said, "No, but that sounds terrible." I was like yeah, this is good, oh, terrible. And I, I said, you know, I, I said, you know what? I'm not even going to do it to you. I'm going to let you Google search it. She said, "Go." I said, go search the term. And she went and searched the term. She's like, what the Quack. fuck was that? I'm like, dog, don't need, to get me started. don't need to get me started. I say all of that to say, my dude, that is a world I don't know if you really want to get into outside of the fact that, like Phil said, you, you don't Quack. shit where you eat i'm sorry you just don't do it yeah Yeah. man it's i can understand and i think that's i can understand the novelty in it and even and (laughs) i use this word very loosely i don't and i don't mean it in a negative fashion i can also understand the the fetishization of it right it's it's new it's different it's a new experience for him especially given how she has described herself under regular pretenses, especially like, I mean, under other circumstances, I probably tell him, you know, with the Bing Rhames voice, like, tell her you have the meats and go do your thing. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> at the same time, like, he, he's at work. You know, he's yeah. at work. You know, what else she's done work? You know, My guy. I have no
3: idea what else he's done. My guy. Let me, just, let me just say this. Also, one thing to think about is crazy. Like if somebody is crazy in the beginning, they're gonna be crazy in the end.
1: No, 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 no. Let's 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 give this woman some credit because no. he did not say no. to her I, I, I will not. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he did not say in the letter that he, he well, he did specify in the letter that he has not had any crazy things happen to him prior to that time. Yeah, because he he's never slept the with the office, he's been in the office with her in the whole nine and nothing's ever transpired. They haven't had these conversations. He never slept with, just, with her. That's true, but it wasn't until she got inebriated that this side came out. Mm -hmm. So, and since then she's been avoiding him. Yeah. So I'm I'm not gonna jump to conclusions and say she's a nutty buddy, but I mean, like you said, sex does change and cloud a whole bunch of things. So who knows, man, but Jelani don't do
3: it. Quick question, man. And this is, this is serious. What is it called when you only deal with sisters? Because I'm not interested in calling black women spades. Is it like, would I be a king of queens? And like I'm, and I'm singular, so I'm like a king of queen. Is that what I am? Because does that mean that show now means that he's only with sisters? Is that how that works?
1: I just want to know, man. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you know what, Rick? Since we do not know what the term is, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you to create one, and maybe you turn it. uh, (laughs) I just did.
3: Uh, It was it was a king of queens.
1: Nah, that's 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 whack. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I'm gonna come with something better than that. I'm going that's gonna be your assignment about, for the night. You need to go, you need to take, take some take some time out and go think about that, man. You going back a couple episodes to the polygamy episode, <laughs> but you already know that Rick is very squeamish about sex, man. He's
0: <laughs> squeamish
1: about discussing sex on the show. I I mean, three episodes ago, I had to explain to him what a clitoris was. You know what I
2: saying?
3: And you did a terrible oh, job, man. You did a terrible job. <laughs> <good.
1: laughs> what? Oh, my
3: God. <laughs> Geography lessons are horrible, man.
2: <laughs> He's a <choker>. Geography. <laughs> <laughs> <Jiving me.
1: laughs>
2: oh, my God, man. <laughs> <laughs> this got lost after the to of He it Google
1: Maps. He Google Maps. July, Jelani, Jelani, bottom line, man, you do not want to end up in a rape dungeon somewhere with a and a vat
2: of
1: oil. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, I know you want to give her the meats, but don't do it. These, it won't be just yours, brother. Trust uh, me. Some things just ain't worth it, my <laughs> guy. Some things just ain't worth it. Jelani, thank you for writing your letter either way, even if you damage yourself. <laughs> and if you want to get your emails and comments shared on the show, you can message us on our Facebook page, or you can send us an email to itbp at Uh Rick, why don't you kick it off, man?
3: So, um... I'm very glad that we had that, that funny moment because this one's a little, little more serious. Um, back in April, a Massachusetts state court judge named uh, Shelly Richmond Joseph was charged with her and a court officer um, basically protecting an undocumented immigrant who was appearing on narcotics charges and uh, charges of being a fugitive. He had some warrants out. They had the ICE officer who was ready to arrest him Outside of the courtroom, and allegedly she had the cameras turned off for the uh, the courtroom. She had the court reporter not record what was going on, and she let the man go out the back door. And uh, when the ICE official found out, you know, they eventually they tracked the guy down. The uh, judge was arrested. The court officer was arrested as well. So now um, she was immediately <coughs> suspended from the bench, and her pay was frozen as well. Uh, her attorneys got her pay restored, so now she actually got her back pay, and she is receiving her salary while she's suspended. But um, I thought this was a very interesting case, and I have a lot of thoughts. But I wanted to see what you guys thought about that when you uh, when you read about it.
2: Yes, I uh, immediately found it very intriguing about her uh, not guilty plea uh, for the obstruction charges. Um, you know the uh, and the you know the example that the uh, I've seen from the uh, from the article that. It was a clear defiance of the Trump's uh, immigration policy. So, you know, I'm wondering what was, you know, what was really going on at play here with the allegations. And uh, so, I'm I'm very curious about, you know, the the story behind that. Um, I'm actually not surprised that her pay got restored in this case because you know she hasn't been found guilty yet, and um, due to her status in in the just judicial system, I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. Um, But I am, I am, uh, I'm curious as to how this will actually unfold. Um, and uh, you know, because I heard what what her lawyer said about her indictment being entirely political. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, I think it's really interesting just because, excuse me, I think it's interesting just because of the number of folks that came to her defense to Mm. try and get her pay restored. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that they should have taken her pay away, I do. It is something that came across, the incident comes across as purely political. But at the same time, there are Americans that go through court situations and battles every single day that either lose their job or for some egregious reason, you know, something happens to them that they're not so lucky. And I think that that was just an example of exceptions being made for exceptional people, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Certain things don't, that doesn't usually happen. No, For whatever reason they thought that if she was worth I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have gotten her pay restored. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that that's not typical for common people like you and myself, so I want to see how far they're really gonna push this case because yeah. in either way it's ultimately going to create and Rick correct me if I'm wrong or if you think otherwise, but in either way, I believe it's going to create a precedent going forward, but that's just me
3: i there's there's a lot to unpack here um my opinion on it, this is just my opinion. She's a Massachusetts state court judge. We can assume she sees a lot of cases and a lot of defendants. I'm making the assumption I could be wrong, but she's seen thousands of black defendants tried into her courtroom, thousands. This man was up on basically warrants out and narcotics charges. I would wager she saw thousands of people who were black, look like us, up on warrants out and narcotics charges. I doubt there was once that any of them got to go out the back door. Right. She saw single mothers. She saw single fathers. She saw young people. She saw old people. People with disabilities. All of this, right? You can't can't meet. There's not there's not one to fifty to five hundred of those people who would have done better either on the street or in a rehabilitation program as opposed to going to jail. Yeah. So the reason I say that is not to be a heartless bastard, as Sean would probably say, I am. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the facts speak
1: for themselves, but we'll let
2: you <laughs> but,
3: but I say that because we got to wake up, man. Like we got to wake up. Like you have a state court judge who opposes Trump, who doesn't like the idea of a federal, you know, agency being able to impose upon her sovereignty, I guess, as as a state judge who lets a guy walk out because this is the issue of the moment in regards to illegal immigration DACA, in regards to all these things. And we have had, in this country, since really the crack epidemic, massive mass incarceration of African-Americans, of Black people, men and women. Families
1: have been destroyed. Let me, let me, let me impose one thought there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, my question to you is, we're assuming at this point Because I don't remember it reading uh, from reading any other of the articles, but we're assuming at this point that he would have been or was convicted of those charges. So let's say, for example, that the the judge decided that he was innocent, but she then knew that even as an innocent man, he was now going to be deported. Yeah. Do you think, does that make a difference in your calculation? Not one
3: bit. Not one bit. Hmm. Because
1: that's like you, we said
3: Massachusetts state court, right? Right. You could have been charged with a crime in Massachusetts, but you have an outstanding crime in California or you have an outstanding crime in New Jersey, or you have a federal crime. Cause you were charged with a state crime. You found innocent of it, but there's a federal crime. pending. So a, a citizen can face the exact same situation where they can be immediately arrested for something else. They, they can't be recharged for that crime. Right, that's double jeopardy, of yeah, course. Yeah, it's double jeopardy, but they can be arrested for something else. It's <laughs> about specifically the moment we're at in the history of our country. And the fact that, I'm just gonna say this, man, we're asked to cry for everyone else but ourselves. And I just keep coming back to this every single day. I'm 40 minutes away from Baltimore where kids don't have heat in the winter and cool air in the summer in their schools. They close schools because of that. Yep. It's 2019, dude. Kids don't have food. Kids don't have proper lunches. Kids don't have proper textbooks. Kids are undereducated, miseducated, and they're in dangerous neighborhoods. People get shot repeatedly. It's 2019. I've not seen one documentary about that. that that's blown up. People aren't talking about you know going into the jails in Baltimore or in Maryland and freeing people. But they're talking about going to these detention centers. And my thing is we have American citizens who are suffering just as much or more than what Trump is imposing. And I think it's not to me it's not an either or, it's an and. And I feel like the and part of it's being missed when it with the people happen to be African Americans.
1: That's just my take, man. No, I, I see what you're saying, and I, I, I don't disagree. I yeah, but in the same token, I don't think, like you said, it is an and situation. And mm-hmm. I think that our politicians and we as as a society and as a voting electorate should be able to be, should be able to walk and chew gum at the same time, just because you have compassion for foreigners or for immigrants and the situation that they're going through, specifically in these cases are um, immigrants that are trying to seek asylum in some cases. Mm-hmm. I don't know, in some cases. Yeah that doesn't mean that you shouldn't also show compassion for your citizens or vice versa because what we're talking about ultimately is the moral the moral backbone of the United States and what we are we actually the country that we say that we are in both cases whether you allow the citizens of your country to be able to drink tainted water like in flint yeah. how many years after the fact yes. or if you're not allowing immigrants or migrants to come to this country and seek asylum, which we've always done, especially as a country of immigrants.
3: Well, I think, but the thing is though, just, I just want to just clarify the historical record. The reason that this country upholds its ideals is because of black people. There, when, the, the, when Thomas Jefferson wrote, every person has the pursuit, the right, the pursuit to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, it was a lie. All men are created equal with inalienable rights. It was a lie because he owned slaves. The only people who made it true were black people who fought for their freedom, who fought for this country in every war and the struggles that have benefited everyone in this country.
1: I don't, you know what, I, I, I agree with of you. Of course you agree with me, I'm right. <laughs> I agree <laughs> with you specifically, but I would, I would push back slightly and say, we didn't make it so. And we didn't make it so not necessarily because the facts don't bury it out, but because perception is reality. What do you mean? And meaning that it didn't become so until the the 1910s, the 1920s, when we got an influx or uh, an influx of white immigrants, and they were then allowed to go through the process of battling to become part of white society and making something quote unquote of themselves. So, because that's always the argument that is used against black people. At the end of the day, is look at these immigrants that came here by choice, mind you. Mm-hmm. And they were able to better themselves and make something of themselves. But black people have been here for 400 plus years and still they exist in X, Y, and Z situation that is deplorable or uncomfortable <coughs> and so on. So like I said, I only push back on the surface because at the end of the day, I think it didn't become acceptable until white immigrants came to the United States. That's just my, my two cents there. I
3: just, I just, uh, what, what I see happening is that this is being made the big civil rights issue of today when we have civil rights issues that were never solved in regards to mass incarceration, in regards to the ghettoization of the black family and black people period, Um, and the wealth gap, which is getting worse and worse year by year. And I'm not arguing that we are not our solution. I always say, we're the only ones who are gonna save us. But My point is just a wake up call again. Once again, you have somebody who's a state judge picking a side that is not relevant to the struggle going on right now.
1: Okay, so let me ask you, I'm gonna ask both of you this question then. How do you think we resolve that issue? Because there's a lot of folks, we, once again, we say it on the, on the show all the time, black people are not a monolith. It's hard to get black people to agree on what the temperature is in the damn room. You know what I mean? Like this, we can't all agree on one thing. So how do you convince black people that certain particular struggles or certain particular fights are worth fighting for? I know there are the Frederick Douglass uh, blacks that would tell you all of this, the political stuff, the marching, and all of those things that have to do with politics and policy have nothing to do with you if you have economic power. And there are some folks that are, and I don't use the term disparagingly, but woke folks that would tell you that all of that matters. It's all part of the same circle. So which one do you kowtow to, you know what I mean? So, how do you guys think? And I, the question once again: How do you believe that we fix this problem? If that's the case,
3: what do you think, Phil? What's the answer to the
2: black problem?
1: The answer, <laughs> I, <yeah>. mean, <laughs> I mean,
2: I mean, I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, I mean, the the the, the diaspora, you know, still. There, there, had, there has to be some level of self-awareness of the uh, of the, of the, struggle that we, that we endure worldwide, you know, how different black people embrace that struggle or, or choose to deny it in, in the name of survival. Um, it's hard not to blame them, you know, but, you know, it's hard, you know, it, it, I guess the truth, the truth, the truth of the matter is there's no way to get all black people on the same page yeah. about these issues. So we have to go from what we know with what we have. Yeah, And at the same time, you know, I, you know, it's funny, I had this conversation with my wife the other day that, you know, yes, we kind of represent the gold standard for oppression, you know, but we can't be ignorant or you not have some empathic responsibility to other groups that are going through uh, their own struggle exactly. that don't equate to ours. Right. But nevertheless, you know, uh, we under, we do understand. I mean, granted, we're still dealing with, with our own things. And I we, mean, we've, uh, we, it's our own issues. But, you know, the other groups that, I mean, I, I think this is just the result of, the growing diversity that's becoming more and more visible in American society and and the pains that that forced growth is, 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 is bringing out of people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but especially with black people, you know, especially in America, you know, trying to, you know, still find ground, you know, trying to find a common ground to, you know, uh, to, to seek a better, you know, a a better, a, a better existence here. You know, you know, there's so that segment that doesn't believe that we have to necessarily fight. You know, we have to, you know, work with the system. We have to work within it. You know, and which is relevant on one end, but I don't, you know, I don't know. It's it gets very complicated because there's a there's a variety of ways to approach it. Economic empowerment, you know, social social justice social justice. You know, but I mean, I guess these days I'm more leaning towards economic empowerment. You know, because with technology, but I don't know.
3: I just go ahead and close it out. um, I just think that we have never lacked empathy. That's never been our issue, even to this point. We're always in everyone's struggle. So I think that I can say whatever I want. Black people are always going to be involved in some type of civil rights issue that it does not involve black people because that's who we are. I think we're giving and a caring and compassionate people. I think the issue is that it's not about getting everybody. Harriet Tubman didn't save every black person, but Harriet Tubman saved enough because she saved who she could. And I think she's the greatest American all time because she risked her life to get the people she could. And I feel like that's what we have to do. We have to be about whatever mission we're about and keep pushing forward. People always love to join a winner. I mean, look at you, you know, you root for the Lakers, you know, Um, and that started probably, you know, when, Magic and Kareem and <laughs> you
2: know,
3: Kobe's your favorite player. So, you know, you're a guy. So, God. Pe- people love a winner, right? And so, my thing is, you just gotta edit, keep edit. pushing for you. Yeah, yeah, that's going to get us. You, <laughs> you got to keep pushing, pushing for your own agenda. So, my thing is, we just have to pay attention. I'm not saying don't have compassion for the man. You can have compassion for the judge, too. I don't, but you can because she's seen doubt. I'm telling you. She's seen a lot of black folks.
1: Yeah, she's been like, on the I'm bench sure. for a minute. I'm sure.
3: A lot of them were innocent or in hard luck. And she ain't let nobody out the door. But this dude got to get out the door. So I yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell you. But, but my thing is, just pay attention, man. Just don't read that story and be like, oh, my God. And then you totally forget the fact that she's a state judge who has seen thousands of defendants. Thousands so if she had been doing it it was her pattern like every Tuesday somebody gets to leave okay I can't argue with that I mean hey you know you know it's like it's so, like it's, that's her quota okay that's just her pattern but that wasn't the case
2: it was a stunt yeah. Oh, yeah yeah definitely a stunt
1: alright we're gonna take a quick break but when we come back we're gonna talk about Jay-Z and his recent marriage to the Jay-Z. NFL <laughs> yeah. so stick around we'll be right back
0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Don Teasy man. And
2: it's your girl, Keisha Morena.
0: And we're the host of the Baked Beans and Rice podcast.
2: Baked Beans and Rice is what happens when an Afro-Panamanian girl from New York runs into a Southern-fried country boy from
1: Mississippi.
0: Check us out every Thursday as we explore current events and topics related to the culture, such as how to play spades, what it means to be culturally Christian, and code switching.
1: You
2: can catch us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, just to name a few. All
0: right, we'll see y'all next Thursday.
1: All right, thanks for sticking around. Welcome back. In the previous segment, we talked about what happens when you have a handful of spades, and uh, we also talked <laughs> <laughs> and we also talked about judges letting folks go out the back door. Uh, now we're going to get into the recent news that Jay Z and the NFL are partnering on several levels to, uh, I guess, affect social justice in some capacity. So I'm um, right. our resident music head. Go ahead and kick that out. Go ahead, Phil.
2: Yes, uh, Jay Z, uh, hip hop's first billionaire, uh, recently announced proudly that he has uh, entered into a new partnership with the NFL uh, to handle uh, their entertainment uh, needs, as well as a new partnership called Inspire Change Initiative. The Inspire Change Initiative for social justice. Um, you know, he's hoping that there would be an opportunity to accomplish some big things and uplift a lot, uplift a lot of communities. Um, and uh as a matter of fact, uh, Goodell went to his home turf at Rock Nation to uh to celebrate the uh, the partnership. And uh he was honest to say that you know ex- you know, both of them expected some critics of the partnership, expect- considering Kaepernick's situation. And um, you know, the ghost of Kaepernick was definitely in the room, um, with this uh, with this announcement. Um, and uh, it was hard not to uh you know hear the outcry on social social media and the critics of Jay Z uh, you know, wonder why he would you know, going to business with a, with a company that is still not put Kaepernick back in the field, um, as well as, you know, demonstrating other ways to, you know, care about communities at all. Um, but, uh, you know, Jay's argument, um, which I, you know, personally found, you know, quite relevant was that, you know, there are, there are two ways to protest. You can protest on the outside or you can you know, be the individual that's willing to have a real conversation and, uh, you, know, make a, you know, make social justice an actionable item um, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with bigger opportunities. Um, so I'd like to hear what you guys think of this. I'm 100%
3: okay with it because uh, Cap got paid. Eric Reed got paid. <clears throat> Those brothers settlement was so that Kaepernick would, uh, Colin Kaepernick would stop his um, uh, lawsuit of collusion against the NFL, which was, you know, it was valid. It was true. But um, they paid him a large sum of money. Eric Reed is playing right now. He's on a contract. Uh, playing in the league, but Colin Kaepernick will never set foot on an NFL football field. And if you didn't know that with the settlement, I'm telling you right now. Um, So I I think that Jay-Z is trying to get paid. I don't know how to say it except for like brass tacks. Like Colin Kaepernick already got his money. He's never going to step on an NFL football field. So I feel like Jay-Z feels like he has more influence getting paid by the NFL and having influence over the type of artists, the type of music and entertainment that's done with the most successful sports league in the world, besides soccer, besides uh, FIFA, um, but in, at least in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he's going for. It's a business movement. He's not hes not the first black uh, you know,
2: rapper billionaire for the, for no reason. You know, it's because he made good contact. Yeah, we we can't be in denial of the, of the blatant fact that you know, Jay-Z is a very proud capitalist. Yeah. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm proud of him for it. <laughs> Personally, you know, be a black
1: capitalist, please. <laughs> Um, I'm not sold on it, man. I'm not oh, I'm not sold on it. I, oh, mean, I don't, I don't begrudge him for make, making his money. Go out there and do it. There's a lot of us that aren't doing. it. So, uh, I mean, the fact that he's getting his money, I mean, I'm, I can't begrudge him for that, but I just find it interesting that Rick just came across in our previous block talking about folks need to stay awake and recognize the signs. And this feels like a distraction to me. That's just the way it comes across to me as as a distraction. Instead of helping to put focus on the NFL Players League to help them have a stronger bargaining chip in some capacity so that they can change some of these arcane rules that the NFL has, I think that it would be better spent there. His time would be better spent there. But like I said, I can't begrudge him. He saw that there was an end for him, Mm -hmm. whether it's through their being able to pick quote unquote, or help them to pick the performances for certain things or whatever. But that social justice thing, I don't know. We've seen the NFL try and put their hand in that and it's, it hasn't worked out well. It has not in any capacity. They always flub it somehow, some way. So like I said, I, it, it just feels a little bit off to me, but my hat's off to the dude for, for, for making that money, for getting that bag. Now, there has been a lot of backlash as we well know. And I'm not talking about like team backlash, like for me, Tommy Lauren came out and she was talking all sorts of nonsense about the NFL oh, oh, and how man. the NFL must hate America now because they, imp- they took Jay-Z a former drug dealer and made them part of their, brought yeah, him under they, the they NFL. Go, they, on, the drug dealer. I'm like, come on, my guy.
3: Like, let me, let me, let me say this. And i and I've heard her say that and I'll say this, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts is on record being a struggling drug addict. Recovering alcoholic. Say it one more time. Also narcotics. The, the owner of the Annapolis Colts is on record. This is for years, 30, 40 years, he's been a struggling drug addict. He
1: damn near lost his team because of because he had like uh driving under the influence or something yeah, like that. I, mean, I, I, I want to say it was like a year or two ago. Yeah. Ago.
3: I don't remember her coming out then to talk about how can this guy own a team, which he was given by his father. How can this guy own a team um and be responsible for this, you know, billion dollar business essentially when he can't even handle his own personal affairs or, you, or
2: personal Like
3: she wasn't saying all of that. Yes. We have men who are head coaches, general managers and athletes who have many domestic abuse charges. Um, she didn't say anything there. But you know, Jay-Z who now, Jay-Z, you know, Big and Jay-Z and Jay-Z now, I think are two different guys, at least the images that are presented. Um, Jay-Z now seems much more socially conscious and responsible in regards to the impact of his messaging if you will i don't know if that's real i don't know if it's fake whatever but the point is that for her to criticize this jay-z as opposed to that jay-z it would be different if this was 20 years ago you know or 15 years ago
1: you missed one thing
3: what jay-z's still black so it don't matter well there you go i mean i think that's the whole point is they just see you know a rapper they don't know anything about his art and uh they just make assumptions.
1: Yeah, they. I mean, we we as as fans of the art form and of Jay Z have seen the maturation process. Like you said, Big Pimpin' Jay Z, Jay Z from Twenty Two Twos is not the same. Four Forty Four, Jay Z. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not the same. You know, it's not the same at all. So, but Tommy Lauren ain't worth a bag of. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't worth a bag of ankle socks, dog. I mean, she Ooh, says stuff Jesus. like this all. The top, she's yeah, part, of, she's part of Fox News now. She was part really? of, the, yeah, she was part of the Blaze, but she got into some legal battle of sexual harassment with um, what's the crazy nutball that, that Glenn Beck? She okay. got into something with Glenn Beck, and they let her go. So now she's a Fox News person. But like I said, she's always quick to do stupid stuff like this. Mind you, this is the same woman that she lauds Kanye, but there's tweets of her bashing Kanye years ago. Yeah, I'm like. I think she picks and chooses what the hell she wants to get. Be a, Well, with most folks like that, they pick and choose what they want to be irate about. I mean, it's her, but at, at the end of the day, there are some, and I, in my opinion, I know you guys both agree with it and I, I don't fault you for that, but there are some valid points into how this appears both on Jay-Z's end and on all the NFL's. end. But to lambast Jay-Z for making an effort or for engaging in uh, engaging in what is ultimately just a business agreement people make shady business agreements all day long (laughs) mcconnell mitch mcconnell was over here uh cavorting with fucking russians (laughs) yeah bringing steel to kentucky and it's just it just came out (laughs) on the news the other day i didn't hear her or see her make any noise about that no this is the same mitch mcconnell that wouldn't bring any damn votes to the floor about protecting our damn voting system from these same russians But nobody's talking about that, or Tommy Lauren, I should say specifically, isn't talking about that. So, I mean, I take what she says with a well. I won't even say I take it with a grain of salt. I just let it go in one ear and come out the other. Absolutely. But what do you see? What are the benefits that you both honestly see from this relationship with Jay Z and the NFL, outside of him making money, Mm -hmm. or outside of this this initiative? Yeah, outside of the initiative itself. What do you foresee actually happening? What do you see he could actually lend to it?
3: I mean, they'll, they'll have better music and they'll get rid of that.
1: Are you ready for some football? <laughs> man, they got rid of that a long time ago. What's wrong with you, man?
3: <laughs> I, I feel like I heard it like last week. but um, <laughs> I, I think that um, it's just, it's just going. how do I put it? When you put black people who are in touch with the culture and the pulse of society and you connect them with different things, the business gets better because he brings an automatic cool that now the demographic is gonna be not just 40 year old white men, but it's gonna be younger people too. There is a level of cachet he brings. You're right about it's that. It's connected yeah. with it. It's the same reason why Nike bet on Colin Kaepernick as opposed to, you know, Scott Baio, you know, like they're not, they're not, they're not trying to get the Charles in charge crowd, you know, they're trying, to get the, they're trying to get the young and popping crowd, you know, because that's the crowd that's gonna keep spending money. And spend
1: what? money now and we will spend money later what do you think about that whole social justice initiative though do you see anything actually coming from that because yeah. I, I think i think for me that's that's my biggest concern is yeah how real, that, how real that is yeah so what, what do you think phil i mean you you're you're, you're the man in the hour go ahead and uh what do you think well, about
2: it? i mean jay has been pretty sincere with his efforts thus far um on his own and with other various entities some um, I can't list off top of my head, but I'm definitely aware of the efforts he's putting on his own. With the organization of that size, I mean, I would, I would, I really want to have some faith in his ability to finesse the situation to some real, some real, you know, some real, you know, benefits, you know, in in some hard hit communities, you know, um, you know, straight to the education system, you know, straight to, you know, child welfare, you know, something, you know, just uh, you know, if, if, you know. As I said, no, I mean, just off the, off the top of my head, I don't know what plan you have in mind to make this Inspired change initiative feel real. But you know, he's been pretty consistent so far. So with something
1: of this scale, maybe, maybe he can do something. Maybe he can do something pretty big. I, I hope so, because as I'm looking at it from the on the surface, it just seems like that social justice part is unnecessary. Just no. on the just on the surface of it, because it's like well, it's he's been to, going to, through the To Jay Z but NFL. Well, okay, you have a you have a very valid point to the NFL. It, I mean, that, like we it, said, it brings it's it hard not
2: to see is, is that the initiative as a marketing point for them, really. Yes, right, more than an actual move, okay. yeah. but a valuable marketing point because you know Jay Z will bring legitimacy to the to the to, to the uh, to the initiative.
1: I mean, you you have a very valid point, but the only thing I would add to that is that. The only thing that you could, one thing that they could do to bring validity to their social justice efforts is by changing some of these rules that they know are anti, have been a thorn in the side of their players and the players' union. Which is where I see how you say this could be a distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But then
2: again, maybe that's how Jay's going to finesse it you may suddenly quietly go and talk to the, to the players union. And then all of a sudden, I mean, who
1: knows? yeah, well, from, from your mouth to God's ears, man, I hope that that's the case. and this is, not a, this is not just a waste of time. All right. Right about now is the time when we like to give you little tidbits of news to take with yourself into the work week. So, uh, Rick, what's up, man? I just want to talk about, um,
3: in late July, there's a principal of Patterson high what? school. What did you just say? Can you hear me?
1: You know, I, I I couldn't, I mean, you got the North Carolina mumble mouth. I didn't hear okay. what the hell you just said. Start over. In late July. Oh, okay. A man named Vance Benton,
3: who's the principal at Patterson High School uh, in East Baltimore. Uh, he and his son were walking on the road and they saw a brother who was handcuffed and a police officer had handcuffed him. So they came over to see what was going on. You know, the guy's paying attention. Anyway, the officer berated him, uh, showing a flashlight in his face. Uh, when he tried to read the officer's name tag, the officer said, can you even read? And uh, spelled it out very aggressively, spelled his name out. And so i read this in a local newspaper. Um, what I love about the article is they talk about the man's education. Like he's highly educated, obviously he's a principal. He wouldn't have come over there if he hadn't been paying attention to what's going on. Uh, but it's just another example of, you know, Malcolm X said, you know, what do they say about so, a black man who's a doctor and a black man who's a janitor? They say there's two niggers, you know? And I I think that's what the officers saw um, as opposed to, you know, being respectful and seeing a man there. So I just bring that up to say that, you know, it's, it's, it's another example to me of the fact that you always have to have your wits about you and carry yourself well, but you can't expect everyone to see you as a man.
1: Unfortunate. Go ahead. uh, Crush. Go ahead. What's up, man
2: well uh my what's up tonight is kind of more of a very personal nature um I want to uh personally say what's up and uh, dedicate tonight's show to my aunt Pearl who recently passed away this past Sunday mm-hmm. and uh you know she was uh, a, a huge figure in our family and uh one of my favorites uh she was always very sweet and open minded and uh and uh, was one of our uh, one of one of our one of our pillars so I just mm-hmm. want to say uh rest in peace Pearl.
1: Absolutely. Our condolences, man, to you and your family, man. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what's up for me? I was been I've been vacillating between two topics, but I'm just going to choose one right now. Recently, video came out of Chris Cuomo getting <laughs> accosted by some. <laughs> at a restaurant when he was with his family. (laughs) And you know, of course, the president had to jump out there. Well, what what happened in the video is that this dude called Chris Cuomo Fredo, and Chris Cuomo got upset by the terminology of being called Fredo. I understand his point. He was a bit disingenuous about the term though. He said that it was, sure. it was N word for Italian. He was like, nah, yeah. it ain't that damn close, my guy. <laughs> 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 We're close to that. I understand what you're saying, but it ain't that damn nah, close. Nah, not quite, bro. Yeah, not, not, even, not even a little bit. A but but the fact that he told this guy that he was going to wreck his shit and throw him down the stairs, just, yeah. <laughs> it, Christ it, Christ. it satisfied my cold black heart. <laughs> <laughs> And the dude tried to play it off. Like I said, I thought that was your name. He's like, you dumb. So what ended up happening is that apparently it, it dude, so apparently they are right-wing reporters and I put reporters in quotes, yeah. right-wing reporters. And they they confronted him with the intent of riling him up. Yeah, they now, when it when it finally, yeah, they did. They got what they were looking for. They were about to get a little bit more too. They were about to catch those Italian hands. Yeah. But what ended up happening was that they they reported this incident after the fact and said that uh, what had actually happened was that the guy that confronted Cuomo was a fan of Rush Limbaugh, who was a radio personality, by the way, and had always referred to Chris Cuomo as Fredo, but he has never seen Chris Cuomo, doesn't watch the show, but wanted to get a picture with Chris Cuomo. So a man true. that he had never seen before yeah, right. Only heard the name of from someone else. He wanted to get a picture of and thought he was he thought he was afraid Yeah, yeah. You see how they tried the the mental jujitsu was unstoppable there. Yeah. So I want to give a shout out to Chris Cuomo. I I, I didn't <laughs> want to see him him throw them paws at these oh, these Bravo. Dudes. Hands, and feet. hands and feet. Next time I see, you, I'm, gonna <laughs> 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 I'm gonna use my hands. Shout out to Cottonmouth. <laughs> All right, right about now is also the time that I want to just press stop on the recorder. But it's in the contract. So I'm... it's only don't it's only, it's only, it's only get the drama, please. The <laughs> best
3: part of the show. This is a really quick joke, man. Um, so this is a police officer. He's driving on the road, and he's a good police officer, you know, and he's paying attention. And he sees this car start to swerve. And then the car, like, crazy swerves. Now it was a dark road. There was nobody on it. So he he goes, a whoop, whoop. And now that he did that, because he thought it was somebody black in the car. You know, we don't get the full siren. White people get the.
1: black
3: people get the. <laughs> you
2: know, <laughs>
3: anyway, so the car stops. No, it's true. Car stops on the side of the road. The cop goes over with his flashlight, and the guy puts the window down, and it's a, it's a uh, father, and by father I mean he's a religious person with one of those collars, you know. And the officer says. Uh, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and Thank you, Phil. <laughs> I, I prefer Father. Whatever. And, I mean? and the officer says, uh, Sir, do you know why I stopped you? The guy says, nah, I don't know why. And uh, he says, Sir, um, have you been drinking? And he said, No, nah, nah, I only holy water with Jesus. <laughs> and the officer says, Okay, sir, can you please step out the car? So the guy steps out the car, he tries to administer a sobriety test. The guy can hardly stand up, can't walk in a straight line. He's falling all over the place. He tries to put his finger on his nose. He ends up poking himself in the eye. The officer says, sir, I'm going to have to give you a breathalyzer. I'll ask you again, have you been drinking? And the guy says, no, just the holy water with Jesus. So he gives the guy the breathalyzer, the father the priest, depending on who you are. And um, (laughs) the guy blows a .80 pause. <laughs> God. No, he, he's made of alcohol. Point <laughs> eight, okay? He's not a point oh .08, a point. Eight. A
2: walking pint. <laughs>
3: the officer says, sir, sir, this is the highest I've ever seen. You've definitely been drinking alcohol. Uh, you, you, what, what's going on? And the guy says, it's a miracle. He's done it again. <laughs> <laughs> Man, down.
1: I'm going to put in like four sad trombone sound effects for you on that joint.
2: Man, no, he was drinking
3: in water nine. with
1: Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 that Price is Right joint, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll add both of those and a big fart noise. It. <laughs> water with Jesus, <laughs> <A> dying dolphin. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, where can people find you if they want to find you, man? You can find
3: these wonderful jokes <laughs> on the Twitter at Real Rick McCray. I put one new picture up on the gram, So there's one picture that I put up, uh, so that's the first picture I put up in a minute at Real Rick McCray. Uh you can't find me on Nigeria today yet. Maybe you can find me on Nigeria tomorrow, and, uh, <laughs> and that's it,
2: man. That's where rock, you can find rock into that
3: burner
1: boy Nah, only Liberians like them lame ass jokes. I'm gonna send you <laughs> <on Nigeria. laughs> Phil. Where can people find you if they want to find you? Uh, they can
2: find me on Instagram at the Orange Crush with a K, R U S H Crush, or at SP Methods, S P M E T H O D S. No doubt.
1: And I am Big O. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to remind you guys once again that the In the Black podcast is a product of Bold Venture <coughs> and part of the Village Podcast Network. If you want to find other wonderful podcast from people of color check us out at the village podcast network and i want to thank you guys once again for joining us for another episode of the in the black podcast remember we want to hear from you help us continue these conversations by reaching us at in the black pdcst on facebook twitter and on instagram and as always informed intelligent in the, in black. the black peace, peace. peace. This is the In the Black Podcast.
0: In the Black Podcast. Let's get the big old man, Duck up, he make up, he repeat up Make it sizzle on them just a little, don't in give him black. too much Yeah, We in the black and it's all good um, Mr. Hustle Hard, Orange Crush, this for all hoods This for everybody, intelligent folks who read books yeah. Even part-time crooks listening get yeah. yeah. On the game right now, we got a big foot yeah. On them black social issues, we got the intro. Yeah. Speak about the things that get you tend to leave you all shook. shook Speak about the current events that made us all look, look. Big up every African king, big up is no, no bro Big up every African queen, this thing's well, all man, good in the black podcast, never, never whack. All well, you other podcast cats better step back. Yeah, I love playing around on the track. EJ Henny's better than many, you know, it's a fact. We pass them, you can't outmatch what we have. Feel the impact in the black podcast. You know, the black podcast, run the black. Chat, body, who's you, it on your head. Top top. to the face, not a little to the top of your go, We now stop. In a the black, yeah. You the black, and body's podcast. Black. I said that, hey, he not the black, <laughs> hey, he not the black truth. <laughs>